I wake up. Sorry, I just want to take a second to enjoy saying that. I'll take the victories where I can. Apollo reaches over me and grabs my ringing device. He scans it for a moment before silencing it and burying his face in my neck. I sit up abruptly. Who was it? Good morning. It could be... It wasn't. It was just Artemis. He turns his face up to me. And as much as I would love the rare chance to hear her voice, she wouldn't have any Rhea news. I lay back down beside him. I love watching you wake up. He lays an arm over me. When have you ever woken up before me? I say. I love seeing you while I wake up. Better. Let's fall back asleep so I can do it again. We have work to do, I protest. Let's do the whole night over again. He traces kisses from my shoulder to my neck. I turn to him, run my fingers along the side of his face, wonder how I stayed at a distance for so long. You have 15 minutes. He pulls me on top of him and kisses me. I'm just starting to rethink my time limit when... Visitor at door one. There's someone at the door. We both freeze. I have to get that. He pauses, then nods. I search for anything more appropriate to wear, throw on pants and speed button a blouse as I run for the door. Persephone. She stands in the sun, eyes hidden by huge sunglasses. Two guards stand beside her. Good morning, I stutter. More like good afternoon. She says while pushing past me and into the house. The guards follow her closely. No, no. This is a private meeting. She hisses. Is this really necessary? I ask the guards. I'm sorry, but I can supervise. They freeze when they see Apollo, who descends the stairs but keeps his distance from me. I can feel him wanting to throw his arm around me or grab my hand, but it's against one of the rules. I can see the guards run every possible scenario in their heads before... It's fine. He reassures them. They nod and exit. Persephone removes her sunglasses, turns to Apollo, who is suddenly seeming drill sergeant serious. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's fine. I'm glad you're here, actually. I wanted to... But she whips her hand up to silence me. Don't. That slap sounded too satisfying to apologize for. Apollo, how are you today? Just looking to get to work. But first, um, coffee, would you? Yes. I nod and Apollo leaves. Strange. Sorry, I don't know why he's being so weird. I do. She chirps as she enters the living room. She drags her fingertips over Rhea's books. Do you regret turning them in? Guess we're getting right into this. Yes. Better to stay direct until I can figure out what game she's playing. Even though they were lying. Even though there was a chance they did it. But that wasn't why I did it. Rhea and I had just had an argument. She said something really cruel. Shocker. Persephone croons. Can I ask what this is about? Her voice might seem calm, but her busy hands and darting eyes give her away. Char was in contact with the Void. Well, more than just in contact. What? That's impossible. Now you know too. 
Now it's your problem and mine. How did you even find out about this? He told me. He's terrified. Apparently the void tried to kill him after he backed out of something. What? When? If she wasn't hanging on to a copy of Homer's Odyssey with white knuckles, I'd think she was completely calm. When they missed and killed Dion. And something behind her eyes snaps. She turns away and replaces the book on the shelf. She faces me again. She is completely composed, in control. Purse, I can't imagine. What do we do now? She says, I think we should think very carefully. Obviously, I want to turn him in. He got his dumbass into this mess, and Dion died for it? Fuck that. But they killed him. Someone else picked up a gun. She watches me. Although you have every right to be angry with him, so you don't think I should tell anyone. You can do whatever you want, but don't let your anger motivate you. I promise you it isn't worth it. Apollo enters with a tray of mugs. What are we talking about? He asks. You should give us a few more minutes. But again, he stops himself from saying more. This, trusting me to make my own choices, is another rule. I'll be upstairs. I see you're training him better this time. I let that go. What else did Char say about the void? What were they having him do? Was it the stunt at Iris's memorial? She responds to my rapid-fire questions by calmly lifting a mug. What if they... What if they killed Iris? Char doesn't think they did. I take a deep breath before speaking again. Rhea didn't do this. She couldn't have. I saw her fall asleep here, even if she woke up and, uh, what, went over there? For what reason? She wouldn't have known about Eros and Iris. They were fine that night. I no longer think Rhea is guilty. Oh, good. Hera, who do you think did it? And for the first time in days, I realize, I don't know. Eros makes the most sense. I say, we know someone else was there after Eros, thanks to the tapes. Eros didn't do it. I'm so relieved that I don't have time to feel guilty. What tapes? Wow, they really haven't been telling you anything. They're these tapes, like audio journals. Iris made them. They talk a lot about her life and feeling better you. Oh, the image of Iris sitting alone in her room, no chaperone or friend to confide in, telling herself it would all be better soon, hurts. She said someone was coming over after Eros, but we don't know who that is. Had to be someone she trusted. So not some masked figure from the void. Char seems fairly certain they didn't do it. In fact, after the murder, they became obsessed with him, helping them expose some secret of Black's. She stops here. You think she did it? She's been more than a little off lately, and she's the person who keeps sending me off in nine different directions, seeing whatever will stick. Besides, 
She's one of the only people with a motive. And Iris would certainly let her in. Sure, she's rattled, but she's the fucking president. She's been involved in a murder before. I heard her and Detective Blue discussing it. It would explain why every time I talk to her, she's pushing me towards someone new. And the syringe, she's the one who told me. Persephone stops. What syringe? She told me they found it in your trash. That's impossible. I feel a nervous prickling in my cheeks. If it wasn't me or Rhea, someone must have put it there. Or had someone else put it there? Who's controlling all the information here? She says. And if it wasn't for all the theories and ideas crowding my brain, I would stop to mention how very much Persephone is sounding like my sister. What do we do next? I ask. We find out what exactly Char was supposed to expose. He was supposed to meet someone and receive some kind of file, but he never went. She sits back on the couch, crosses her legs. Then we find out which buttons to push. We don't know anything about the void if Rhea... Rhea. I turn to the shelves, scan them, wish they were organized in any way, find her Beckett collection. I pull them down and carry them over to the couch. Start flipping through these and looking for notes. Are you serious? It's all we have to go off. Rhea was a bigger fan of theirs than anyone. If she knew where to find them, she might have... I take a short, quick breath. What if... What if that's where she went to find them? I'm not looking for Rhea. I want to find out who killed Iris. She says shortly, although I haven't touched my coffee, my brain finally wakes up. If we contact them, if we find them, we find out the truth about Black, and we might find Rhea. Persephone sits forward, curls her fingers around her cup. And where do you propose we start looking? They could be anywhere out there. No, no, Black and Orsino have already done half the work for us. Where we go, they haven't. We don't have access to the information regarding their search. But I know someone who might. And before she can ask, I call out, Apollo! And he descends the stairs. Persephone leans forward and whispers, Contacting the Void? Trusting him? Not sure what's more dangerous. And her lips curl into a smirk that reminds me, no matter what she says or does, I cannot fully trust her. Here's the thing I've learned about Rhea. She doesn't hesitate. She's quick with her jokes, with her retorts, her insults, her opinions, her actions, all summoned from somewhere inside of her the moment they are requested. Tonight is perhaps the best example of this. Where I'm from, food was a necessity. A bodily function, only a little more pleasurable than pissing and sneezing. Well, I mean, sneezing is kind of... Never mind. Eating was a chore, but dining? That's something I never really experienced. I think I've seen hundreds and hundreds of photos of the five at various dinner parties and banquets. But between all the images of cocktails and toasts and whatnot, one comes to mind in particular. It must be from a year or two ago. Iris is dead center, of course, looking unbelievably gorgeous and pristine, and in a totally different world than everyone else. 
Persephone is just to her left, downing a drink as she smiles at someone off-camera. Shah is holding Rhea, who's lying sideways and biting Eros's ear. He's laughing, red in the face. I just remember thinking, these people aren't surviving. They're fucking living. Clark. Yes? You have to continuously stir. I am. As the artist of laziness, I promise you aren't. I stir the sauce on the iron stovetop and catch myself staring at her, moving around our small space more purposely than gracefully. Obviously, Rebecca wasn't keen on giving us many supplies. We joined her and the other Void members for lukewarm... Stew, I want to say, in the makeshift mess hall for dinner. For dessert, though, everyone was given a chocolate biscuit. Rare being rare, conned everyone out of theirs. As militaristic as they may seem, even they get starstruck. Rhea told stories about prank calling black and compared tattoos in exchange for their biscuits. Getting the chocolate for melting was slightly easier. She feigned a burning in the cuts on her arm to get seen by a nurse who... She then somehow convinced the hormones from all the drugs she gets given her some kind of cravings. Whatever Rhea did, it worked. It's good to see her being herself. This small mission has distracted her from whoever Rebecca has killed. She lays the biscuits on the floor in a pattern. The floor, I say. We're going for aesthetics here, she responds. Pour the melted chocolate into this. She hands me the metal mug. Also, I snagged this. And from somewhere behind her back, she reveals a mostly full bottle of wine. I got really lost on my way to the bathroom and tucked this into my pants. And how long has that been in there? You're welcome. Do we have cups? I'm sure my mouth germs are no worse than the floor germs. Her fingers brush against mine as she passes me the bottle. You know, dessert is kind of like the most uselessly extravagant meal we could have tried to make. She takes the wine back from me, sips, smiles. I dig a cookie into the ramshackle chocolate fondue. It's surprisingly good. So, at all those dinners, what is it you actually did? I mean, drink, talk, rub elbows with the officials and doctors whose job it is to watch us cop. Nothing interesting. I nod, curiously relieved. I half expect every question I ask to lead to a charming Eros anecdote, but they've slowed. It's not that I'm jealous of him or anything, it's just thinking of him seems to make her sad, you know? Let's play a game. Every time you say something that surprises me, I drink, and vice versa. I think go with something easy. I've never hit anyone. Nope, not surprising. I have hit someone. That isn't surprising. What if I told you it was Apollo? I consider this and drink. All right, all right. Now we have a game. My first thought is, this must be Iris related, but I play dumb. Why? Once me and Eros were really high and we were just sleeping, and Apollo came in freaking out. He grabs my, my arm and hard and I just popped him. You just popped him. Full on Rocky mode. I laugh without getting the reference. Okay. I keep myself from taking a deep breath. I don't want this to seem more dramatic than it needs to be. I have been in love. Her jaw nearly hits the floor. Just give me the whole bottle. I pass it to her. I'm going to need some details. I had a series of 
Tudors. Oh, this is going to be good. She was the gen above your sister. The last batch. Her face falls. Sorry. The gen just before Hera was small, maybe a dozen or so. They were modified heavily before birth, and they were all quite sick. Most of them didn't even make it to twenty. They were named after some kind of rock. A strange joke considering the hard, short lives they lived. What was her name? Obsidian. Well, if you think that's a hot name, I can't wait to hear your real one. Uh-huh. So you and this woman got cozy reading the Constitution. It was never physical. It was obvious how I felt. How she felt. I was 20. She was 35. We were adults. Have you heard of those? Rhea laughs. Flips me off. She was in fairly good health for one of them. We wanted to make things more official. We approached Falstaff about it, but before he could make a decision, she was relocated. I wish there was more of a story to tell, but it was pretty uncomplicated. You know, she had long dark hair she kept pulled back, exposing her swan-like neck. Multi-hour-long conversations. Promises we never got to make good on. I take a step back from those memories because there's no point in indulging in them now. I'm sorry. It was years ago. It's for the best, anyway. Do you know where she is now? No. Do you care? No. She raises her eyebrows. Drinks. That surprises me. You go. She hands me the bottle. You're going to want this. When we were 19, I found out Apollo and Iris were fucking. I make a show of taking a big sip. I was the one who found them. It was insane. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But then again, after being viable for like five years and no success, I guess we were all having an existential crisis. But that, I never thought Iris would do something like that. And without even thinking, I told Hera. And lately... I've been wishing I hadn't. Well, she needed to know. Besides, better you than anyone else. She takes a moment to continue. I think about the fight I overheard between her and Apollo. How deep those wounds still seem. I've never stopped to think how this would affect her. Maybe I should have let Apollo tell her or, like, talk to him and Iris. Hera hasn't been happy since, and it's only made everything harder for her. No, I... I was happy to tell her. Happy to wreck Iris and not realize it would destroy my sister too. I open my mouth to reason with her, but based off our brief history, I know there's no way I'll say the right thing. Instead, in the silence that follows, I take the bottle and chug. Stop. But I keep going. She lunges at me. I swat her away. She gets within a few inches of my face as she pries the bottle from my lips. You surprised me, I say. No matter what you think now, you must have done it for the right reasons then because of how much you clearly love Hera. I take another huge swig. As much as you pretend otherwise, you are good to people you care about. Look what you did for me tonight. And you barely care about me. I smile, and she takes the nearly empty bottle from me, grabs me by my chin, and pulls me closer to her, a few inches from her dark eyes. I see her hesitate for the first time, but within seconds, she presses her lips to mine. Still kissing me, 
she buries one hand in my hair, while the other traces its way down my back. I have no idea what to do with anything. Clumsily, I pull her back into my lap, difficult because she's definitely a few inches taller than I am. I resign myself to letting her lead, simply wrapping my arms around her. She pulls away from me for a second. I smile, and I imagine that this too is living. I lean in to kiss her again, but she turns, pushes herself away from me. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, I, I wasn't thinking. This isn't, I need some air. I have a million questions, but I can't find the words to ask any of them. I'm going outside. That door isn't even open. But when she pulls on it, it is. Fantastic. Glad she can get away from me as fast as she needs to. I don't know why I do the things that I do, and I don't know why I want the things that I want, because sometimes those wants are so loud that I can't hear what my brain is trying to tell me. I mean, what was I even doing back there? I just wanted his lips on mine and more. I wanted to feel like the person that he thinks that I am. And I thought that I could have that once, not twice or three times or four times. I thought that that would be harmless because it wouldn't harm me. But I don't, I don't know how he would feel about that. I mean, I'm his only friend in the world. And I was going to make that complicated just because I could. I mean, feeling like someone that I'm not. Is that worth taking something from him that I can't give back? Oh, my God. Did leaving make it worse? Can I just go back in there and say, hey, sorry about that, Clark. I had a little too much wine, and, uh, you know, we were talking about Iris, and then you told me that I didn't ruin my sister's life for fun, and then I was kind of just going to fuck you because I'm an emotional black hole. Look, he's Abba, and I'm the Sex Pistols. And if you played us both at the same time, you would just get this ugly, horrific noise. And I would never do that to Abba. I would never ruin Abba. Why was that door open? Why is that... Late for a stroll. Rebecca is just to the left of me, smoking a cigarette. She holds one out to me. Is everything okay? Why would I tell you? Why should I trust you? The cigarette rejected. She drops her arm, looks away. I was trying to kill Sharon. My heart stops and then it beats slowly. Char, Char, Char. But the mission failed. Persephone's chaperone was killed instead. Dion. I breathe. I guess. She says, unmoved. Persephone. She must be devastated. I can't even picture it. Why are you doing any of this? You want power so bad? Wait a couple of years, because everyone's going to be dead, and then you can just take it. Why is it you loathe the cause so much, Rhea? Are you kidding me? I have done so many things I hate for them, for the cause. Of course you have. We all have. But I'll admit, for you and your friends, it's been worse. Still, it's been a long time since you really wanted to save the species. (laughs) I bark out a laugh. I'll tell you why, Rhea. It's because of how they've made you. She approaches me. 
Is that why you do the things you do? Why you can't tell why you make the choices you make? Because you think, if it isn't something you want, it must be something they want. If it isn't for you, it's for them. I refuse to even blink as I stare at her. It doesn't need to be this struggle, you versus the world. The world can work with you. I don't need, but she cuts off my feeble response. Look what they've done to your sister, what they're doing to Eros, even Iris. Say what you want about her, but they engineered her to be who she was. They wanted her to be fragile, someone who wanted the world to be fixed so badly she broke herself. Iris, yeah, that's all she wanted, was to help. And I hated her for it. I hated her so much because I couldn't stop being angry, and the magnitude of my envy was greater than anything she'd done to me or Eros or Hera. It isn't your fault you hated her. Rebecca reads my mind. They needed her fragile, just like they needed you angry. The more time you spent rebelling against the little things, the less time you spent thinking about the big things. For a moment, I imagine another Iris, who didn't have to be here, who got to live in one of those old movies she would have fit so well in, An Iris who didn't worry about saving the species, she just had to worry about getting the fuck out of Casablanca. What happened when the virus struck? Rebecca drags me from my thoughts. People waited in lines for pills and vaccines, and half of them died before they got to the front. In the aftermath, people stayed organized, huddled in their homes, practically snorting antibiotics, so, so, so afraid of being sick, not realizing that dependence would create the bug that wiped out the whole species. By the time it came, everyone was so scared and so confused, they had no choice but to fall into the lines drawn by those in charge. I don't under, I'm not done. How many people are there left in the world? I know a rhetorical question when I hear one. You can't say because they won't tell you. They want to keep and control all the information so people think they need them. When you're confused, you're scared. And when you're scared, you can be manipulated. It doesn't matter how many people are left, Rebecca. They're all old. A baby hasn't been born in a hundred years. And something tells me that's not going to change anytime soon. You're too late. There's nothing left worth fighting for. That's what she wants you to believe. But if there really is so little left for you, why not take one last big risk? She stomps out her cigarette, watches the heel of her boot crush it into the dirt. What do you want? What do any of you want? I ask. And when she looks back up at me, the faint light catches her high cheekbones. It casts a deep shadow on her face. Her smile seems to come from a skull. Chaos. Rhea, I need you to think of all the lies they've ever told you. 
And then I need you to hear the one that's going to change your life. It's going to help me change the world. <laughs>